Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. One of my favorite senators, Senator Bernie Sanders, joining us once again. He's a U.S. senator, as you know, from Vermont, elected to the U.S. Senate in 06 after serving 16 years in the House of Representatives. He is the longest serving independent member of Congress in American history. Uh, more than a pleasure to have you with us, uh, Senator, once again. And happy Tuesday. I hope you're able to enjoy the long weekend. Well, I was, and it's great to be with you, Leslie. Uh, Senator Sanders, one of the things that bothers me is that viewership in the State of the Union continues to go down, it seems, year after year. Do you think this is a reflection of the man, the message, or the fact that we have so many other outlets to watch this on, or the forecasting of what's going to be said by any president in current day? Well, probably a combination of all of those factors, but I'll tell you another factor. I think that there is a lot of demoralization among the American people about the political process. Uh, as you know, we just came through a midterm election in which we had uh, the lowest voter turnout in, in many, many years. Uh, 63% of the American people did not vote. And my guess is, Leslie, that for those 63% who did not vote, who don't believe that it makes much of a difference, uh, it, it, what takes place here in Washington, many of them are not going to be watching the speech tonight. Very true. Very true. So disenchanted. Uh, the, the president is going to do something that, uh, you know, I feel he has to. I mean, you got you got to start out on a positive. He's going to talk about the economy, declare victory, in essence, over the economic hard times uh, that dominated the first six years of his presidency. He's also going to advocate using the nation's healthier finances to tackle long-deferred issues like education and income inequality. But speaking about the economy... Just out of the box, what the president plans to do with the State of the Union tonight should have been done by Democrats in the midterms, don't you think? (laughs) Absolutely. Look, I I think it's very clear to anyone who spends three minutes thinking about it. Are we better off today economically than we were six years ago? Well, there's no debate about that. Six years ago, we were losing 700,000 jobs a month. Today, we're growing two or 300,000 jobs a month. Uh, six years ago, we were running up a deficit of $1.4 trillion. Now that deficit has been cut by more than half. Six years ago, the world's financial system was on the verge of collapse. Today, obviously, it is not. But having said that, Leslie, it would be wrong to say, hey, hey we've accomplished it. Everything is great. It is not great. For 40 years now, for 40 years, the middle class has continued to decline. Uh, Median family income today is $5,000 less than it was in 1999. Uh, The wages for both men and women workers in real dollars are lower than they were years ago. Millions of people are working longer hours for low wages. Kids can't afford to go to college. We have the highest rate of childhood poverty in the industrialized world, et cetera, et cetera. 
So I think the message has got to be we have made some good progress in the last six years, but much, much more has to be done, and it is simply not acceptable that 95% of all new income goes to the top 1%, and we have so much terrible income and wealth inequality today. Uh, very true. In a series of uh, initiatives the president is going to present uh, tonight, allegedly, is aimed at the middle class, helping the middle class. And that speaks to what most Americans agree on, uh, regardless of their political ideology, which is income inequality. Uh, but as many are saying, what goods are going to do with a Republican majority House, Republican majority Senate when these initiatives aren't, aren't going to be anything but symbolic? Is it still necessary for the president to get it out there to say, hey, look, we tried? The answer is absolutely it is. I think we should not overestimate uh, political consciousness in this country. I mean, you had this last election where people said, yeah, we've got to raise the minimum wage. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to be voting for a senator who wants to not raise the minimum wage, etc., etc. So I think the president has got to be very, very strong in advancing ideas that create decent-paying jobs that deal with income and wealth inequality, in laying out ideas that people understand and then rally the American people around these ideas and let the Republicans say no. Uh, if the, re- the president came out with a proposal, I would do it differently and go a little bit further. But he's saying that with the cost of higher education uh, so high and so unaffordable to many, let's make uh, two years of community college free. Well, I would extend that to public universities and public colleges. But if the Republicans say, oh, no, we don't want to do anything about the high cost of college education or student loan, we've got to get the word out as to what their views are. So I think, you know, bottom Republicans now are hell-bent apparently on cutting Social Security. Well, not many people agree with them. We've got to get the word out on that as well. I have, I have conservatives on Twitter agreeing with you on that <laughs> today. Right. So, I mean, here's, here's an example where there's overlap, uh, because not everything comes down to uh, party lines. Uh, you know, the reality is the economy has improved. Certainly the president's going to use that. His senior advisor, Dan Pfeiffer, talks about Republicans having a chicken little problem. I mean, I mean that is true, Senator. They, they talked about doom and gloom. They predicted it did not, that you know, all this gloom and, you know, gloom and doom that they predicted didn't come to pass. The president has to point that out tonight, I feel. Do you? I think he does, and I think he will. And I'll, when you talk about chicken little, uh, right now I am off the floor uh, voting on some amendments with the Keystone Pipeline. Their first and most significant piece of legislation, they consider to be a jobs program. Well, God knows we need a real jobs program. Do you know how many permanent jobs the Keystone Pipeline is going to create? 50 or 35. Oh, 35. It's even less. Wow, okay. 35 permanent jobs is their jobs program. That's their big thinking. So what we have got to bring forth is an alternative vision, which says, yeah, you're right, we have a jobs program. That's why we're going to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure and create millions of decent-paying jobs, rebuilding roads and bridges and water systems, uh, etc. Um, so, you know, I think at the end of the day, when you analyze the Republican proposals, by and large, they are not popular proposals. And we have, the president has got to lay out an alternative plan. We've got to rally the American people around legislation that works for working people. And I think if we do that, uh, we can put a lot of pressure on the leadership to move us in some good directions. Uh, the Republicans, speaking of the Republicans, obviously have uh, their two cents before he has spoken, and they talk about him returning, the president returning to the tax and spending ways of the past. And they keep coming up with a theme 
that they love to entitle class warfare. Has the president waged class warfare? Uh, Do you feel the president is dividing a wedge uh, between uh, the rich and the poor? Or haven't the rich, in a sense, done that themselves? They have all the money. They have all the power. Nothing has trickled down except for for negative negative lifestyles for the rest of us. Leslie, what I would say is that there has been class warfare being waged for many, many years. Uh, But that warfare has been waged by large and powerful corporations, uh, who are sending American jobs to China and abroad, who resist the ability of workers to form unions who are vigorously opposed to us raising the minimum wage, who want to cut Social Security, who oppose any effort to uh, enable us to get more people uh, into health insurance programs, who want more tax breaks for the rich and more cuts in education, uh, in nutrition programs, the programs that benefit uh, low and moderate income people. There has been class warfare being waged. And our job is to make the American people understand who has been waging that warfare. When the Republicans are going to come up with a proposal to give more tax breaks to the rich and large corporations, then cut Social Security, that is class warfare, and they are waging it. A lot of people call this for any president a, a, a lame duck, you know, portion of a presidency. But since uh, there has been great defeat in the House and the Senate for Democrats, uh, the president has a climate agreement with China, an executive action to liberalize immigration rules, and a diplomatic uh, reapproachment uh, with Cuba. Not little things. I mean, these, are, right. the, 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 these are huge uh, agenda items to check off on boxes. And there are many other things that he can do. Uh, And I think, you know what, the American people are responding to that. Uh, The truth of the matter is, is the President of the United States, Barack Obama, today is the last line of defense against a very reactionary uh, Republican Congress uh, that is working hand-in-glove with the billionaire class against working families. And I have the feeling, oddly enough, uh, now that the Republicans control the whole caboodle here and in the House and the Senate, that you're going to see people say, thank you, Mr. President, for standing up for us. And he's going to get a lot more credit and support for his efforts uh, than he previously did. And we're seeing that a little bit. I mean, his approval ratings, which were not, you know, great. Uh, The ratings in the polls have gone up, reaching about 50 percent in the latest Washington Post ABC News survey. And if he hits it out of the park tonight, which I expect that he will, I think that he'll get another uh, bump from that. And and, and besides, I mean, gas prices are down. The stock market is up. The economy grew by 5% in the third quarter, fastest rate in more than a decade. And unemployment is down to 5.6%. How come people aren't happy? It's the economy, stupid, right? Right. Well, here's the reason why. Um, The answer is you're absolutely right. Real progress has been made. But when you talk about unemployment, what you're discussing is official unemployment. Real unemployment is actually, it remains over 11% when you include those people uh, who have given up looking for work or who are working part-time. Youth unemployment, 18%. African-American youth unemployment, close to 30%. So the answer is yes, we have made real progress. But secondly, if we think, if anyone thinks, that there's a lot of, not a lot of hurt in the American economy today for working people. They're missing the boat. And I hope the president speaks to that issue. One last question, uh, Senator. Should President Obama bring up the five-year anniversary of Citizens United uh, tomorrow, and do you think he will tonight? I know I will be speaking at a rally tomorrow uh, because I think Citizens United will go down in history as one of the worst Supreme Court decisions ever. 
Uh, I think the president has got to recognize, and I know he does, uh, how horrendous this decision is for the foundations of American democracy and, and, and enabling billionaires to buy elections. So I hope that the president stands tall in fighting for a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United, and I hope he mentions it uh, tonight. Always a pleasure to have you with us, something I always learn. I love, I love listening to you, especially because you have a touch of my home New England accent, Senator. Senator Bernie Sanders. Follow him on Twitter at SenSanders, S-E-N-S-A-N-D-E-R-S. Website, Sanders.Senate.gov. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. 